He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Adelaide Heward Mills. Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dan Heward Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Adelaide Heward Mills. We share a word of prayer. Father, unto you shall the gathering of the people be, and not unto any man. Be exalted in our midst this afternoon, and let your word be exalted above everything else. Lord, may your word be our necessary food. May you grant utterance to your handmaiden. May I speak as of the oracles of God, and may I do your will. Thank you for grace and for the anointing to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sweet ladies. Amen. Charismatic ladies. Amen. <laughs> wow, it's powerful. Your greeting is something else. Well, <laughs> gender balance. <laughs> Well, I thank God for this opportunity to be here. And I also thank my husband, the bishop, for releasing me to be here this afternoon and for being a covering to me and for me in ministry. Amen. I also want to salute Reverend Steve Mensah and his anointed wife, Mama Jane for the honor done me in asking me to speak at your wonderful women's convention and also to honor them for the work that they are doing in this part of the world and for being God's call on their lives all these years and keeping at it, you know. The Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing. So sometimes people grow weary. They are doing what is right, but you can grow weary. So thank you for continuing through it all and through all the changing seasons of our lives. So Abba, I salute you. Thank you for the grace with which you have walked all these years, for standing by Reverend Steve, especially for things not seen. The Bible says the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen, they are eternal. You know, one day... Um, Bishop Ogo is one of our bishops for the Adenta area and then the mountains. He's um, a specialist radiologist, and I'm privileged to have his wife as my PA, you know. And when his wife started to work with me, a few months or weeks after that, he called me and said, So, Mommy, if my wife hadn't started to work for you, I wouldn't know that that's how your office is. Hey! Your work is a lot, bah. but 
You always look stressless, which is what people say. It's not intentional. It must be a given grace. And so you don't look stressed. Even when there's a big convention, you look relaxed. I don't do anything. It's the grace of God. And he said that, you know, I always just used to see you. You sit in front. You speak at women's conventions once a year. You speak at Mother's Day. And there may be ministers' wives. And that's it. So he said to me, why don't you make a very large signboard and write all the things you do so that people will really appreciate you more? I said, no. The Bible says, if you receive your reward from men, then it's finished with God. But my father, who sees in secrets, will reward me openly. So Abba, your father, who sees in secrets, will reward you openly. Amen. So God bless you and increase the oil on your head and give you the endurance of a he-goat. That is my husband's quotation. And cause you to survive all the changing scenes of life. And not only to survive, but to overcome and to prevail. God bless you for organizing this convention for the women, for foreseeing their needs and allowing them to have a spiritual encounter. May the Lord do for all of you ladies out there what you cannot do for yourself. Amen. And God bless all of you who have stood with her through thick and thin. God bless those of you who have fought her in secret and in open and change you. May the Holy Spirit be able to convert you. Amen. And um, I pray that God will bless this ministry also. And thank you to our men for not being intimidated by supporting them through all these days this week. And I'm sure that you support them in the coming days. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I also salute all the pastors, lady pastors and their wives. God bless you for supporting the vision. Amen. Well, this afternoon, I told you your theme is woman with a mission. And I want to speak about woman to woman. Okay? Woman to woman. Now, it is said that women are their worst enemies. They say that if a woman's husband dies, the people who will en enforce the widowhood rights and say that she's supposed to sit on a stool this high, she's not supposed to be seen eating, she's supposed to fast, She's supposed to sit by the cops for so many days. Um, my auntie married a girl once. I went for the funeral. They put a rope around her neck. They said they have to take her to the beach to bath her. They have to make pepper. So many things. And all the perpetrators were women. So it is said that we are our own enemies. If a woman's marriage is not working, it's another woman. You know, like Mama Jane was saying, somebody was kind enough to bring you into her home. That is her problem. And I've counseled situations like that. A lady came to me and said that this girl was on the streets. I took her and I brought her in. Today, when I cook my lunch, she forces herself to add dessert herself. When my husband comes, then she comes to sit by him whilst I am maybe asleep. I've set the table, but I'm asleep because the children wake up in the night and she becomes the, the lady in waiting. You know, so what Mama Jane was saying is true. And usually, it will be another woman. Recently, I counseled a girl from Lagon, and 
she had given her life to Christ, and she was telling me how she had been going out with her lecturer, and consequently she had had a first class. She had slept her way through to first class. And so I said, ah, so what made you stop? Because at that time you were not a Christian. And she said, the wife called me and warned me. At first she thought I was her friend. But when she found out and she warned me, I became afraid. So, I, so women are their worst enemies. Sometimes even people dread having a woman boss. Because if you have a woman boss, the earth will tremble. She who should understand. I mean, I don't think we should take our liberties too far. But sometimes, indeed, you are a professional woman, you are a corporate woman. But all your children have fallen sick. You have to be in the office, but at the same time, you have to be in the hospital. You go and ask your woman boss, she's the one who is the angriest. And the male boss rather says, oh, go and attend to your children and come. So sometimes women are their own enemies. But I believe that the reason why is women are supposed to network with each other. They are supposed to stand for and with each other. And they are supposed to nurture each other. But that is not happening. Now, in a verse I read during the second service, Titus chapter 2, verse 3, and I think this time we should read it, Titus chapter 2, verse 3, are we there? Titus is not in the Old Testament, please. He is in the New Testament. It says, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers not given too, too much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. Why? That the word of God be not blasphemed. So the Bible is saying that Women are to, supposed to speak into other women's lives. And it says that they must be teachers of good things. Not all older ladies are teachers of good things. All of them are teachers of very bad things. And some of them, when you listen to them, your marriage and your home will just break. You know, but Paul lists the things that we must teach. Teach the young women to be sober. Because sometimes you are too emotional and hyper. You don't know how to be sober. To love their husbands. I thought you loved him, that's why you married him. But the Bible is saying another woman should teach you how to love your husband because when you are married for some time, you need to be taught to love at all times because it's not as easy as when you were beloved dozing. To be discreet, to be chaste, keep us at home, all that. But it is not happening. It is not happening in the church. It is not happening in our private lives. Women are leading, if you like, lonely lives. Each for himself, God for us, or everybody in their own corner. And sometimes the young women do not even lend themselves to counsel. They don't even want to know. And when the older women are sometimes speaking to them, they feel that, this one, your time has passed. That's why you are talking. But as for me, I'm now on, you see. Sometimes when you are young, you feel that your mother and your father, the type of love that you have found, they have not seen some before. But later, when you live for a while, you see that their love was far better than yours. 
And even the fact that their marriage has survived, yours of only six months, you say you are going. You see, so God knew and said that the older women must teach the younger women, must minister to the younger women, must nurture the younger women. Now, I believe that older is not always just age. Because you may be a baby in the things of God, and you may need an older woman to bring you up in the things of God. But this is not happening in our circles. And that is because women tend to be their own enemies. And what is it that leads them to be their own enemies? Now, when you read Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, you see women help to build churches. And they help to do things that must be done. When a church is starting, it usually starts on the backs of women. They will come and encourage the pastor. They will come for all the meetings. They will sweep the church. They will make curtains. They will make... So they are pillars at that stage. But as the church progresses and more people come in, then they begin to quarrel with each other. So the pillars change into caterpillars and they begin to mow things down. And yet, when women really network with each other and allow ministry to flow between them, they are a force to reckon with. And uh, the Bible has examples of such women. For instance, if you look at um, um, Ruth and Naomi, you see, Naomi was the one who had lost her husband, had lost her two sons, and now her two uh, daughters-in-law were trying to follow her. And then Ruth said, I'll go wherever you are going. Your people shall be my people. Where you die, that's where... And through Naomi, Ruth found nourishment and she found a restoration for her life. And Naomi herself was also ministered to by Ruth. That is what networking amongst women can create. But this morning, I want to concentrate on two women in the book of Luke chapter 1, reading from verse 5. And that is Elizabeth and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Woman to woman. Amen. Luke chapter 1. Are we there? Luke should be easy to find. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen. Luke chapter 1. Are we there? There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Next verse. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years. Amen. Now, verse 9, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell on him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Please note, thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. You will have joy and gladness. He will be great in the sight of God. And so many wonderful prophecies. Verse 18. And Zacharias said unto the angel, 
Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I'm Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. And I'm sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. Amen. Let's jump to verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and casting her mind. What manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, bring forth a son, call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Note this. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Verse 39, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country. Now, the angel Gabriel informed Mary that Elizabeth was with child for six months. Elizabeth had hidden herself, the Bible says, she said, that's how the Lord helped my reproach. So she hid herself for five months. So when people have had a difficult pregnancy and they come and tell me in church that they are pregnant, I said, you know, you don't share it for five months. For Elizabeth hid herself for five months. So don't share it till it becomes stable. Amen? And this angel discloses this to Elizabeth. Now, to Mary. Now, when Mary gets to know the Bible says that she goes with haste to the hill country of Judea to visit Elizabeth. Now, let's look at this scenario. Elizabeth and Zacharias have been married for many years. The Bible says that they are well stricken in years. It means that the years have lashed them. And beloved, issues can lash you. Difficulties can lash you. Impossibilities can lash you so that you even look older than you really are. And the Bible didn't say, oh, they were old. It said, well stricken in years. They are far ahead of Mary. Bible commentary says Mary must have been about 16. Those days they used to marry early, you know. And when the angel came, he said that, Zacharias, thy prayer has been heard. He must have been praying for many years. And it is after he's an old man that you, this angel Gabriel, you are coming to tell him that his prayers have been heard. Not only that, the Bible says that they were righteous and blameless and they fulfilled all the commandments of God under the Old Testament. 
In Deuteronomy 20, the Bible says that you shall not wear wool and linen together. It's a commandment of the Old Testament. And many of us sitting here, we have flouted it already. The Old Testament, if you fornicate, you are stoned and you die. And many of us, if we were to stand before the law, we would not. But Elizabeth and Zacharias, they were serving God. They were righteous. They were blameless. They were obeying all the commandments. And yet, no child. If it were a modern world, we would say, oh, maybe you are cursed. Oh, maybe the, it is true that these things exist. But it's not every time that when somebody has a misfortune like that, it is because God is against that person. And they continued to serve God. They were, they were ministry. They continued. The Bible says that when it was their turn to come and burn incense, Zacharias came. He was still active in ministry. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying it to show you that Elizabeth as an older woman could have been tempted, and she was a prime candidate for that, to resent Mary. Number one, you are not even married. You marry. Number two, you have not even asked God for a child. And then number three, the angel comes to me first, but he gives me John the Baptist. And you, this small girl, he gives you Jesus and says that my son will serve yours. I mean, God, what do you mean by that? And it is these sort of envies and jealousies that don't allow women to network. For they look at each other and say, you have this, you have a child I don't have. You have a husband I don't have. Eh, even sometimes somebody is married, she's going herself and say, eh, since she married, even her workings has changed. She's really some way. She's not some way. You are struggling with a complex and a difficulty. Amen. Elizabeth was well stricken in years. She had come with her husband. What has Mary done in ministry? All these years. Zachariah is a Levite. He's always burning incense in the temple. He's standing at the altar, serving God in the midst of adverse situations. This Mary, no purpose. Why do you choose Mary for the Messiah? And choose me for John the Baptist. It doesn't even, it's not even logical. If anything at all, I should give birth to Jesus. And then John the Baptist should come from this small girl with no experience. So that he will be able to minister to my son. And the Bible says that, and they, comparing themselves with themselves, are not wise. Sometimes even in the church, we don't do ministry because we love God. We do ministry because you are doing and you are seeing. And I have to also rise up and show you. You know, and the men can be so naive because our things are high tech. You see, when we are even walking, eh, we will walk past another woman. And the man will say, oh, this woman, she's so powerful. She loves God. But the other woman will say no. Do you know why? Because even when she gets to you, she the man will not notice it. He thinks that it's a new style that has come. But we amongst ourselves, we know our things. And we are so some way. We are so some way. So Elizabeth could just have stopped there. And instead of nurturing her gift, her mandate, her mission, she would have been sidetracked. She would be looking at what she doesn't have. How it could have been. How things are wrong. How there's favoritism. And how things ought not to have been that way. But as I meditated on this this morning, the Lord said to me, do you know that Elizabeth could not have carried Jesus. And I said, why? 
said she was too old to make that journey for the census with Mary on the camel's back to walk all that journey to go to a place and be told there's no room in the inn and then to be told that Herod is coming take the child and flee to Egypt and then they'll say that Herod is now dead take the child again and flee on foot and he said that I needed also a virgin and Elizabeth had been married for some years I couldn't have used Elizabeth to birth the Messiah but I still had a purpose for her life and without a John the Baptist there would not have been a Jesus but the Bible says in 2nd Timothy 1 9 he who has saved us and has called us according to his own purpose and grace God calls us according to his own purpose your mission as a woman with a mission is according to his purpose not yours so you may think I want to be a cooler and God says no I need you to be a fridge he, he makes us into the vessels that he wants us to be. And he uses us. We are called according to his purpose, not ours. And that would have set a whole scene. And Elizabeth would have even gone into miscarriage because she would be busy thinking, what could I have had? What don't I have? And the Bible says, and they comparing themselves with themselves are not wise. Amen. Elizabeth would say, I prayed and I asked for a child. Because the Bible says, your prayer has been heard. Mary didn't ask. And then let's come to the husbands. Zechariah behaved just like Mary. The Bible says he was surprised. And he said, oh, how can this be? I'm an old man. How can I have a child? And then Gabriel says, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Because of what you have done, you'll be dumb. And Mary says, how can these things be? Since I know not a man. He says, so the power of the Holy Ghost shall come over you. And the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. Therefore, that which is in you shall be called holy. My husband doubts you strike him with dumbness. Mary doubts you assure her that the Holy Spirit will come upon her. I believe that it is because some of us have walked with God longer. And God knows how to deal with each vessel. And so, Jalakara, having known God, saved him for so long. For him to doubt at that stage. God is a judge. We don't know. And so he strikes him with dumbness. And you don't need to talk for some time. And then as if it's not enough, even if you've sent me Gabriel, send Michael to Mary, but the same angel comes and distributes this injustice to Elizabeth and Mary. And that is why the Bible says that where there is strife and confusion, where there is strife, there is confusion and every evil work. And that is why women don't network with each other. Because instead of looking at things from a spiritual perspective, we are being so carnal. Uh, this one is only a, a ministry for missuses. If you are not a missus, you can't join. Look, it's more important to be a child of God than to be missus this. Because the missus this, it, it, it ends in this life here. You see, I have not lived so long, but being in the ministry exposes you to so many things. And when Mrs. Saki of blessed memory went to be with the Lord, I learned a lesson that 
no matter how in love you are in your marriage, no matter how whatever, by all means, one person will go before the other. And even when you see the men as widows, you pity them because you see that they really need to remarry. Their whole lives are another way. Do you see? You see that they need to remarry. So when I look at it, I say, hey, I thank God that Cynthia was spiritual and her whole life was not. So when I think about it, I think that she's in heaven enjoying Holy Ghost class, not these type of earthly things. You see, so by all means, my point is that, by all means, her husband needed to marry, but I could see that he was virtually going to fall apart if he didn't. You see, so when you hold so much, and misses this, and misses that, it doesn't last forever. It's just an arrangement for now. So let's look at eternal things. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Amen, ladies. And... When the angel speaks to Mary, he tells Mary that Elizabeth, your cousin, is also with child. And this is the sixth month that I've come to you. And so Mary rises up with haste to go and visit Elizabeth. As soon as the angel speaks, Mary's pregnancy begins. Now, nobody wants a woman who is in her first trimester of pregnancy. When she sees blue, she feels like somersaulting. When she sees red, she feels like vomiting. She says that, oh, because of the pregnancy, when I smell this, I can't eat. When I do this, I can't do. It's true that people have different things, but a lot of times to the uninitiated, uninitiated husbands, the women overdo it. I had a friend, every day, husband, her, his wife is sending him, in London, oh, today I'll eat chika chika. Tomorrow, I'll eat fried cocoyam. The man doesn't know where to find it. Where in Brent Cross Shopping Center is Shika Shika? Where is cocoyam and whatever? I said, look, this thing is true, but she's adding some. So you two, try and be, try and be a bit hard. Otherwise, they'll send you a... It will not be easy for you. But it is in the midst of this pregnancy that Mary is told that... <laughs> Mary decides to visit Elizabeth in the time of her own pregnancy. Remember that she has hidden herself. She doesn't know what to do and all that. But I believe that Elizabeth was a spiritual woman who knew that, look, I have been called for a purpose. So I have to, I have to flourish in my purpose. So when you discover where God has put you, you have to flourish in that purpose that God has called you. See, he has called us according to his purpose and his grace. Amen. So let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. A few verses. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he built. Paul says, according to the grace of God given unto me. So when God knew that Paul was going to be chosen as a wise master builder, he gave him the necessary grace. So don't force yourself into a place that you don't have grace for. For Timothy 
2 Timothy 1.9 says, We are called according to his purpose and his grace. And then this verse is saying, According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Not everybody is a wise master builder. But what happens is that people begin to force themselves into places that they don't have supernatural grace for. And when you don't have supernatural grace for something, you struggle. You just struggle. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 verse, I am what I am by the grace of God. And I labored more effectively than everybody. Not I, but the grace of God. So if God has given you grace to be married to Mr. Abrebrese, you say, no, I don't like the name Abrebrese. I prefer Van der Paulin. And you force yourself into a Van der Paulin place. And you don't have the grace to be married to Mr. Van der Paulin. You have created problems for yourself. Sometimes you may not have grace to stand somewhere or to accomplish a certain mission. And God, he calls you according to his purpose. And then he supports you with the grace that you need. Paul was called to the Gentiles and was given the necessary grace. God calls you the purposes preached to Gentiles. Then he gives you grace to do that. He calls Peter. He says, preach to the Jews. And then he gives him grace to stand in that place. Amen. He calls Bishop Dagi Ward Mills and says that, plant churches all over the world and gives him the grace to stand in that place. It's good to be encouraged. It's good to, to, to look at somebody and emulate. But where it becomes a fight, then you lose grace. Amen. Tension. Thank you. A lot of tension. So anyway, back to our story. So Mary goes to see Elizabeth. And the Bible says that she arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. With haste. When you hear a terrible story, you know, Mary's story is not easy. Elizabeth may have thought, may have been tempted to think, why? Why not me? Whatever. But the controversy surrounding the birth of Jesus, it will not be easy. And then you cannot explain to your beloved why you are, preg why you are pregnant. <laughs> when he asks, you say, ah, just now, I saw you last night. Now this morning, you say you are pregnant. You have done the kit and it has turned red or blue. How? So I had a, an angelic visitation. And he said that that which is in me, it shall be called holy. You need a grace to stand in such a controversial place. The whole village will be whispering, mm, Sanara. No, I mean, the nerve. How can God make you pregnant? Even the thoughts, you know? How can she even say that? You know, what, what does she think she's... And then Joseph, he won't believe you at all. He will immediately say, look, this girl, she's very promiscuous. She's very unfaithful. And I think that she has passed behind me. Every man in Ghana will say that. But when God calls you for a purpose, he works around it to make it work. So it's God who went to Joseph and gave him a dream. Not Mary going, but if it were me, I thought about it, that the angel has come to tell me this. As soon as the angel leaves, the person I will seek is Joseph, not Elizabeth. I'll go to Joseph to try and explain, hey, Joseph, come let me share something with you. You know, I was there, then the Holy Spirit came. He said that now I'm pregnant and that you and I, we should hurry up with the engagement and do that. Well, Joseph, do you understand? If you, okay, Joseph, then let's go and see pastor because I'll then I'll be able to explain. But, but Mary's first inclination was to seek out her Elizabeth. 
could it be that Elizabeth had already nurtured a certain relationship with Mary and that Mary had also responded in the right way? Therefore, when this catastrophe, if you like, blessing in, catastrophe in quotes, blessing in reality, struck her first impulsive move or decision, if not even impulsive, is to go and see Elizabeth. And the Bible says when she entered the house, she saluted Elizabeth. She deferred to an older woman. Now the young women of today, and even in the church, your rudeness is at another level. But Mary showed a certain respect for Elizabeth. When um, Saul was made king and he was coming, the Bible says that people started to salute him. Salutation was a sign of respect, a sign of honor. So when Mary entered the house, she wasn't just familiar that, oh, now, you know, I've received some revelations and I've come to see that I'm the uh, mother of the son of God. So you, Elizabeth, as I'm coming now, I mean... The, 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 the structure has changed. You see? But Mary took a, a, a def, def, different, def, different um, approach and greeted Elizabeth. And the Bible says when she greeted Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt. Some of you would have said, hey, baby, you do six months. Done a movie, movie. You are not spiritual to discern things. Everything, you, you describe it carnally because... You don't have any spiritual um, upbringing, background, inclination. Your everything is carnal and on this earth. So everything you interpret it carnally. When the baby leaves, you say, hey, this baby, it leaves. Then you show your husband, look, it has passed here and then it has passed here. But Elizabeth was a spiritual woman. And that's why she was the right person for Mary to network with. Look for a woman who fears God. Look for a woman who is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Look for a woman who will help you to know God better. Not the one who will teach you how to attract the wrong men. Not the one who you have made yourself a clique in the church. You sit at the back. Your skirt is always tight next to your skin. We don't know whether the one yard was not enough or that is your style. We can't even interpret it. And those are the people that you move with. The Bible says, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good. You may even be good, but corruption will set in because of how you are. Amen? So you may be in the church. Say, oh, we are all in the church. We are all carry, carry. We are all born again. We are all, it's not true. The type of person you are attracts the kind of friend. And sometimes even when the person is talking to you, say, the Bible says, oh, both small, can't you down there? The Bible says, the Bible says, down That's what, because you, you, there's nothing spiritual about you. Who you are deciding to marry, you don't even pray about it these days. You don't pray about everything. My Bible says, pray about everything. The Bible says that in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. But you, you don't have anything like that. All that you're, hey, Sunday, that's all. Church is about dressing, color, and color scheme. It's not about meeting Jesus. It's not about your roots going deeper. It's not about being more spiritual. There's nothing like that in your life. But Elizabeth said, as soon as your greeting hit my ear, the baby in the womb leapt. The baby, and she said that, blessed art thou. When the angel came, said, hey, hello, favored one, the Lord is with you. You didn't greet Elizabeth that way, oh. 
So Mary could easily have come and said, hmm, I was in my house when an angel came and said, oh, favor, and some of us, we are good pretenders. So we say, hmm, the angel said that. And then later we'll say, no, won't be one angel, but Rebecca said, blessed are thou among women. I'm also a woman. So when you say amongst women, what do you mean? Blessed are thou. So we did. We are not blessed. But Mary rather said, Elizabeth rather said, Mary, you are blessed. You are blessed. And she said, and who am I? Elizabeth said, who am I? That the mother of my Lord, an angel had not appeared to her, but she was a discerning woman. She was deeply spiritual. She had worked with God for many years. And perhaps God had prepared her for Mary. That's why she could feel the inklings. Because if it were you, uh, you know the girl next door by the yard there, by that blue kiosk. When she comes to greet you, you say, Morning, morning, morning. That's all. <laughs> morning, morning, morning. But you will not be able to accept that she has been spiritually transformed, that God has taken her higher, that God has a higher mission and mandate for her. You can't even discern it. Your eyes are so carnal, you cannot discern it. Some people say, I will never go to a church that I'm older than. But you go to a gynecologist, you are older than. You go to a pharmacist, you are older than. And you even sit in a draw that you are older than the driver and the mate. When it comes to church, then you have an attitude. I don't get it. The doctor is only 10 years in his gynecologist. Oh, yeah, dear pa. But when the pastor, who is 10 years, 5 years, tells you, that's here the Lord. So I don't want to mean kind of I small boys, I'm going to say, they are standing in their place of authority, not in a carnal place. And the reason why you are never blessed is that you have not renewed your mind. Romans 12 verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By watching Nigerian movies? By the renewal of your mind, because the world has a way of thinking. But Elizabeth said, who am I? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. How? Can a woman who is older defer to another woman on spiritual grounds? Can it happen? On spiritual grounds, can you say, oh, who am I that you should even come to my house? Such a gifting, such an anointing, such a grace on your life. You know, it's a, you know when we're in ministry, burning incense and things. Oh, mommy crown, oh. Do you know when? And now you say what? You are the mother of my Lord. Indeed. But that was not Elizabeth. So who am I? You're the mother of my... Can you celebrate another woman's victories? Can you celebrate her difference? Can you celebrate her promotion? Can you celebrate the lifting up of the Lord in another woman's life? Or because of that, you are going to have sleepless nights because jealousy and envy is eating you up like a corrosive metal. Turn to the woman next to you as a woman and say, can you celebrate my victories? Can you celebrate my promotion? Are you sure? Let's be real here. Amen. And as if it's not enough, Elizabeth said, and blessed is she who believed. She's blessing Mary further. Some of us would say that, now, one could say, and you're not going to be sure. We're sure that my but Elizabeth said, Blessed are you because you believed, because you believed, not because you wear the latest hairstyle, 
Not because you wear the latest dress. It's good to look good, but hey, life is not about that. Go and ask Miss Ghana, Miss Malaika, whether every year they are not changed. Look, it doesn't last though. Miss World, you are Miss World for 1998. The next time is 1999, another queen comes. So stop building your life around those type of things. He said, blessed is she who believed. She was looking at spiritual things. Most of you, when you see people in the church, all that you know is about their carnal thing. Hey, her hair was nice. So where did you do it? Where's your hairdresser? And she'll say, under that gutter, you cross to the railway station, behind the kiosk, where that madman sits, to the left, and you will do all you can to find it. But when a word comes, you don't find it. Where is it from? Can I meditate on it day and night? For that is the way that will make my way prosperous and I'll have good success. Does the word mean anything to me? No, and you see people say, oh, I love her so much. Oh, I wish I were like her. But what she does, you don't want to do. She studies the word and she eats the word day and night. And by the grace of God, she stays on her knees. And sometimes she goes on personal retreats. You don't want to do all that. But you want a laying on of hands to just bring the anointing. It will bring some, but not all. It cannot be. There's no instant tea, instant coffee, instant anointing, instant marriage, instant success. There's nothing like that. Blessed is she who believed. She didn't say, hey, as you have Jesus, hey, you are blessed. But I said, because you believed. She said, there shall be a performance. She prophesied to her. There shall be a performance of the things that have been promised you. Mary needed that visit so badly. Because it, 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 it settled all her misgivings. Can you imagine? All her confusion, all that was settled by an older woman seeing something in her and speaking into her life. Or even another woman encouraging her and strengthening her and said, look, there will be a performance of the things that God has promised. It shall be done. It shall, can somebody depend on you? Can you encourage somebody? Or you, your main evangelism in the church is gossip. Your main that's your main evangelist. Hey, what does it say? Do you know this one has broken up? This one, do you know this one has gone for this one's beloved in the choir? Do you know that this one? And do you know that this is the... Hey, and that is not the word of God. The word of God is spirit and life. Gossip does not save. And also the Bible says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and she spoke. Let me ask you, what are you filled with? The Bible said, Job said that when I went through all my trials, I was filled with bitterness. The Bible says when the disciples went to Iconium to minister, they were filled with joy. It says also being filled with righteousness. It says Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. By you, what are you filled with? Bitterness. A lot of us women are filled with bitterness, so there's no room for the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says in Romans 12, 15, looking diligently, lest the root of bitterness... Bringing up from among you, trouble you and defile others. I always say to myself, as for bitterness, you should fight it at all costs. Because it doesn't destroy the person who made you bitter, it destroys you. The root of bitter, it makes you fail of the grace of God. So when the grace of God should be working for you, it just fails. And so I've done everything. I've tithed, I've this. But maybe the bitterness has failed you. It's time to let the Holy Ghost fill us like Elizabeth. Amen? And I'm ending soon, don't worry. So whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
humility. But lo, as soon as the... And then Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. When somebody, when you are open to somebody and she's able to pour spiritual things into you, you will give back spiritual things. Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. The soul is the seat of our emotions, our will, and our intellect. Can another woman share her deep emotions with you and not hear it on Adom FM? Can she share her emotions with you and not hear it on Good Morning Ghana? Can she share her deepermost and innermost things with you and not see it in daily graphic head headlines? And that's what makes women not network. But Mary could bear her soul to another woman. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And that's why we are not healed. If we were open, we could receive so much healing from each other. Even the older women would tell you, oh, I worry, dear son, that you see, but you see the hand of God. One lady who used to tell me, Lady Weber, ask for me, I'm married to a wizard. I said, Oh, why? Your husband is very respectable, educated. Oh, okay, draw the sun and all that. It's been many years. And I think that she may even have given up. But just a few weeks ago, the man is now born again. He stays there. He stays there. You know? And I remember all the years of telling her, just pray. Weeping may endure for a night. Joy will come in the morning. And when it happened, I said, hey, I was telling my husband, I said, God, too, sometimes he answers the prayers, but it's joy. <laughs> As my mother was saying, another woman can speak to you when you are going through stuff. Say, hey, I haven't seen this before. Lady Reverend. I said, oh, this one is common, no? It's not anything. It's very common. It will pass. Don't worry. But you, you, you don't have any such access to your life. So you just come to church. You pretend. You put makeup on everything. Corset on everything. So we don't see the real things. And the real things in your soul are there. And they are not healed. But God's intention was that another woman should be able to speak into your life. Look. Women understand each other very well. But we don't love each other. That's the problem. When you look at Hannah and Penina, Hannah didn't have a baby. Penina did. But if anybody would like uh, understand barrenness, it would be Penina. But instead of being a shield for Hannah, a comfort, she's rather putting pepper into the wound. Pouring salt, insult into injury. That's what she was doing. So the Bible says she provoked her day and night. Day and night. And she made her weep and she couldn't eat. And then Elkanah, normal. He came to uh, uh, say, oh, what is wrong? Why do you weep? Four questions. Four foolish questions of Elkanah. <laughs> why do you weep, number one? Number two, why do you not eat? There's a third one. And the fourth one is, am I not better to you than ten sons? You are not. Oh. If a woman doesn't have a child, you are good. She loves you and everything. But you are not better than ten sons to her. And why do you even ask me, why do I not eat? Can't you see the situation in the house? And then he, 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 he tries to be a comforting person, so he gives her a double portion, you know, of whatever. To, but 
He loves, but he cannot understand. But the one who can understand does not love. Your fellow woman. She is the one who says, eh, she's barren. Eh, she can't give birth. Eh. The most insensitive are women. And they rather should be sensitive to whatever is going on. But that's how it is. But Mary could say, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Can we share spiritual things with you? I was telling my husband, you know, I think that these days, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I think that the reason why people are not spiritual these days is there's nothing in them. You don't meditate on the word, you are empty. So when you, you meet, it's not that you don't want to be spiritual, but nemo dat non court habit. It's a legal expression. Nemo dat non court habit. You can never give what you don't have. So if you don't have it, what are you now? coming to give. So even when you have a problem or you are sick, a friend comes to visit you, you are sick, eh? ooh, into a draw, no spiritual solution. No. But when we were growing up, if you visited your friend, your friend said you were sick, say, shall we pray? Yeah. Even the hands that they will lay on you, <laughs> who said this is never worse They will speak some tongues on you. When we were in Lagos, we visited each other in our rooms. It wasn't pasted that you shall be spiritual. But the person, it would just bubble out of you. Chale, this morning I received some wild revelation. It was from this verse and I was, I, I couldn't even stand. It was saying that this, wow. I also read from here, but now. It's all because you are empty. There's nothing. Can anyone share anything spiritual with you as a woman? We have come to a women's convention. May you leave this place with a hunger for God. And may that hunger lead you to search for him. Because beloved, when the devil comes knocking at your door, it's not whether you are wearing Brazilian hair or Congolese hair. It's not your makeup or your beauty. But it is that it is written. Or that saith the Lord, the word of God. That is where our power lies. Now we don't even know why we don't believe things we don't believe. We don't know why homosexuality is not Christian. We don't know. So they just tell us, oh, it's human rights. And we accept it. But the Bible says God gave them up to their vile affections. Romans 1.28. God gave them up. So when their affections are so strong, they say, it's been a bit to me up Hey, there may be what are the answers in the spiritual vile affections. They've been given up by God long ago. You, you don't know. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Why? For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. Can I share my insecurities with you? That you know, I'm blessed, all right, but this blessing, I can't handle it all. Because low estate, I feel very low. And I have some insecurities. And when I see important people, I feel some way as Mary, you know, so I actually regard myself as a low estate person. So I'm very, very surprised that God chose me. He has considered the low estate. Low. But I can share it with you. Or will you use that against me? Or will you rather speak to the wounds? Will you speak to my weaknesses? Will you speak to my insecurities? Speak spiritual things so that I'll be. He has regarded the lower state of from henceforth. 
all generations shall call me blessed. From henceforth, even that will make you angry. Hey, if God has blessed you, he's blessed. Now, I will say, all generations. That girl, she overreaches herself. She really overreaches herself. She says that from henceforth, all generations shall call her blessed. It's not enough for her to be just blessed. She's not thinking of generations. She really has a problem. Somebody had a, an issue with a sister. And then there were sisters. So the sister thought that if there's something you would say it. But she didn't say it. And when she went home, she called somebody else. A true story. And then she was telling the person, no, see. She said that eh, she did, she's this. And when she does this, she does, but she had called her sister by mistake, so she didn't know. True story. Telling the sister, she said that this. And she said that. Ah, the sister said, ah. Then she will call the other person's name. Oh, oh, oh. Then she'll continue. So the line cuts. Then she called again. You know how you just pressed and said that, hey, the line cuts. Uh-huh. So, you know. She was telling me that, hey, as for her, this dress suits her, and as for her, she's this. And her sister was like, hey, is that what she thinks? Does she think that I'm too proud? And who do I think I am? Look at her. She was sharing a testimony, but the sister didn't see it like that. It's like, you are too much. And when Mary comes to say, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Can people share their victories and their excitement with you? Oh, hallelujah. My son got medical school. Son, I'm sure she did something foul. My pastor says, God has blessed me with a new car. I'm sure she works with cocaine deal. Everything, your mind is negative. Nothing can be shared with you. But Mary could share with Elizabeth from henceforth. Elizabeth couldn't say that or did not say that from henceforth. But Mary said from henceforth. She was herself. She could be herself with another woman. She could share her insecurity. She could also share her victories, her triumphs, her expectations. I pray that we will not be filled with bitterness. I pray that we will not be filled with envy. I pray that we will not be filled with carnality. But I pray that we will rise up as an army of women and accomplish great things. The Bible says... In Psalm 14, is a man, great were the company. Psalm 68, verse 14, I think. If you can look for it for us. And I believe that when women do away with our sameness and our things, God will raise a great army out of us. And we shall be able to go forward and accomplish everything that God wants us to accomplish. This 2030 women's, women's convention, let it change you. Let it make you a spiritual woman like Elizabeth. May you be an oasis to the thirsty, an encourager to those who are weak. The Bible says, strengthen the feeble-minded, comfort the weak, help the lame that their feeble legs will not be turned out of the way. Women can be that for each other. And when we do that, we will each sharpen ourselves. Our missions, 68 verse 11, our missions will come out and we shall be an army for the enemy to contend against. Lastly, Psalm 68 verse 11, and I've ended. 
Psalm 68 verse 11. Maybe I should go up and read it myself. The Lord gave the word, the word, great was the company of women that published it. There's a version that says, great was the company of women that published it. Please read the next verse. She that is in the house has divided the spoil. Kings of armies did flee apace, and she that tarried at home divided the spoil. She that tarried at home, most of the time at that time, women stayed at home. And they rather divided the spoil. So I believe that we can divide the spoil of the enemy if we would just allow brotherly love to continue. If you think you are in a church, you will never be offended, then leave now. If you are looking for a perfect church, we were perfect before you came. The minute you joined us, we saw our imperfections. If you want opportunity to be hurt, come into the ministry. If you want opportunity to be offended, come into the ministry. If you want opportunity to be bitter, come into the ministry. The Bible says in the last days, many shall be offended. Many. But when you are offended, you must allow God to heal you. Because if it is not healed, it's going to become something else. And you will be cut off. My husband says that diabetes is like that. If your leg has a sore, it doesn't heal. With time, they will have to cut off that toe or that because it becomes infected. And it's the same with the body of Christ. When you get a wound, you don't allow it to heal. You will be cut off from the body. And all the nutrients that should come into you will not come. You say, oh, I'm going to this church. That one you will be offended. I'm going here. You'll be, and then you will just be carrying on. May the Lord help us to rise up as women. Stand with each other and contend against the enemy. Stand to your feet, please. I don't know if you know this song. I love you. I need you. We are all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to
you are here this afternoon you don't know Jesus as your personal savior you want to say lady reverend pray for me I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die lady reverend I want to be sure I want to start afresh I want to start my relationship with God I want to be sure about eternity and my destiny lady reverend pray with me this afternoon if you are here like that forget about who is on your left forget about who is on your right just lift up your hands wherever you are standing I want to pray with you let humility reach you let truth reach you lady reverend pray for me every eye closed and every head bowed I want to give my life to Jesus I want to start afresh I want to mean business with God just lift up your hands high above your shoulder I need to see that hand God bless you on the balcony I see your hands I see your hands downstairs and everywhere there are more hands that should go up you need to mean business with God this afternoon you need to settle things with God lift up your hands and I give me the privilege of leading you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and if you have lifted up your hands do one more thing for me just come to me in front give me the privilege of leading you through a life-changing prayer give me the privilege of leading you to the master you lifted up your hands come quickly to where I am come quickly I want to stand with you in prayer come quickly I want to believe God for you and encourage them as they are coming If you are coming, come quickly. It's the most important decision in your life. There's nothing like the gift of salvation. All this preaching doesn't apply to you unless you know Jesus. Come, encourage them. Sinners are coming to give their lives to Jesus. Friend, please close your eyes with me and say this prayer after me and mean it with all your heart. Lord Jesus, this afternoon I come to you just as I am. Lord, take me and make me your child. Come into my life and be the Lord of my life. Cleanse me from all sin. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. Thank you for raising him from the dead so that I may have eternal life. Today, I receive you and this begins new life in Jesus Christ. Satan, listen to me carefully. Christ has set me free. I'm free indeed. I break every relationship with you and I start a new relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, I pray for those that have come to know you. I pray that they will not fall by their way, the wayside. I pray that your hand will keep them, use them, and cause their destinies to lead to the extension of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Please follow our pastor and let come to church every time to be fed and to grow in the things of God. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Hewood Mills, please visit at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi. 
or meet her on Facebook at Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.